calling the dogs with Chansey and Chi, and my goodness, man, we are still undefeated. Dogs uh, take a W this past weekend against uh, the team that I, I, I tend. There's like a special hate for South Carolina that I have, and I think just over the last ten years or so that has continued to to, to grow and and fester. But um, but anyway, we, we we pulled out a W. Yeah, pulled out a W. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. Honestly, you know, the score, you know, they scored a touchdown. This first touchdown that the defense has given up all year. Um, you know, I think a lot of people thought it towards, like, the beginning of the first half, they were thinking, we've given them chances. We shot ourselves in the foot a couple times, but we thought, hey, we're giving them chances to get in this ball game. And I never really felt like it was out, out of our control. I mean, the whole time I was like, look, we're, we're maintaining the pressure that we've had all year on defense. You know, I know we'll get into talking about this. There was a, a couple of weaknesses that we showed in the defensive backfield. But, uh, man, let's be honest, man. We let off the gas about halfway through the third quarter. We, we scored our last, our last touchdown uh, a little less than uh, halfway through the four, third quarter. So, um, all in all, a pretty good game. And, I mean, there's really nothing, not a whole lot to complain about. But, you know, the, you know our fan base, they're going to find something to complain about. No, oh, pretty pretty consistently. Yeah. Uh, I, and, and, and same thing, at the same time, though, kind of kind of what you said. I know we let kind of took the foot off the gas. But there was a few, there's a few things that we're going to get into about that kind of left me a little concerned about when we start to play more substantial opponents. Mm-hmm. I think we have a, we have plenty of stuff that we got to work on. But I think if you look across the SEC this past weekend, we, we learned a lot. We learned a lot, but then at the same time, we all, we have more questions than we did before. <laughs> and I think the I think I think the, you liked that, didn't you? Uh, the, I, the biggest one to me is obviously the uh, the Alabama Florida game, and I think we both wrote off. Alabama was going to take it to them and 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 put them away and in that first quarter it it looked just like that. I mean it looked exactly like what we had said it was going to be 21 to 3. Hmm. I feel like at the drop of a hat and then Florida just started running the ball and Bama couldn't do anything about it. Couldn't figure anything out. And so I think we saw A Bama is vulnerable for mul- in multiple ways and B uh, Florida is there, there's there's the yin and yang of how good is Florida versus how good is Alabama, and I think what we've been talking about there's kind of a middle ground there. I think Florida's better than we're giving giving them credit for, and I don't think Bama's nearly as bad as they they put on this past weekend. I think you got a young quarterback who still played pretty well in the grand scheme of things, and a, a team that's still figuring out their identity, just like just like a lot of people are. It's only week three, mm-hmm. and so uh, Florida, but Florida showed up. Florida showed up. Swamp showed up. It's making that that inter that. Uh, game in Jacksonville look a little more interesting uh, each day and I, I knew that was going to end up happening but I I just I hate them so much and I, I hate everything that they stand for and I, who they are as a, I noticed as, a that as soon as you started talking about them I noticed a vein popping out in your forehead so <laughs> yeah not, that's pretty that's pretty standard not that um, I ever doubted your hatred for the University of Florida by any means and I think we both make that very very apparent uh, in this podcast we have our annual we hate Florida uh episode and uh, obviously that'll be further further down the road and hopefully by that time we are undefeated going in that game uh, but we're not going to get ahead of ourselves but uh, man you're right looking at it top to bottom the SEC you know what happened this weekend there was t- two two teams that played against each other who yes I mean Florida I think I never really thought that we were going to be terrible this year but what they did against Alabama I don't know if you need to give uh, too much credit to Emory Jones I mean he played fairly well the fact that they didn't play Anthony Richardson at all after we were—did uh, you see the pregame? How he was like doing backflips and all that. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm pretty I, sure he made a lot of people happy with that. I'm a little confused. Yeah, they were cheering because they were like, oh, Anthony Richardson's going to start. And then Emory came out there and he played a pretty good game. Um, but how sweet is it, though, Chansey? That so they could have tied that game at the end had they not missed an extra point earlier in the game. How sweet is it that they had to go for two towards the end to tie it up and missed it because they missed a freaking extra point? And that is Florida football these days. And I no, love it's, that. It's a uh, it's it's sweet and uh, and I enjoy it. And and I think too, I, I think we learned a lot about okay, this is what we have to expect moving forward because really that game because let's let's be honest if we're able to maintain our, our schedule we obviously have to play a good Arkansas team a good uh, Auburn team before we go to Jacksonville but you're looking at the possibility of a undefeated Georgia versus a one-loss Florida going into Jacksonville and that game really maintaining the level of uh, the, the the importance the level of importance that it always does in the east mm-hmm. and so I, I think and obviously that's that's the furthest I've ever looked ahead in the history of, <laughs> yeah. of me car- caring about this program, because we still got because Auburn Auburn's, Auburn was another team that showed up this past weekend. They go into Happy Valley and really play a hell of a game in a whiteout at Penn State and in a first year head coach and and keep it keep it close the whole time and really had opportunities to win that game. And we don't know how good Penn State is and we we don't know the the whole deal with Auburn. And so I'm not saying that game's a shoe in by any means, but we have to go into Auburn and play that game. This is our. This is going to be our first road test of the season. I mean, is really what that game is going to be. So I think that game is really going to show us what we're what we're going to be made of going into uh, going into Jacksonville and, and what we're really prepared to do. And a lot of what I saw us do this weekend is getting me a little more excited about where we're headed and, and the direction. I think we're trending the right way, especially offensively. Our defense is still playing phenomenal, but uh, but we've but I'm excited about that direction. And uh, but but the rest of the SEC, man, I mean, it's it's getting pretty uh, it's getting pretty interesting. I mean, I, this <laughs> that SEC West is getting uh, it's getting wild. I don't know what they're ranked right now. I think they're they may be top ten, but yeah, Ole Miss is a. I mean, that's a dark horse over there. And and I mentioned to you before we started, they play uh, play Alabama in two weeks. Whenever we play Arkansas, and man, that's gonna be a fun game to watch. And I I'm excited to watch a lot of it, but. I mean, it's going to be – there might be 100 points scored in that game. Because we found out, I think, this year, the Alabama all defense was coming into the season. And they lost a couple of veterans last year. But coming into the season, I think a lot of people thought, man, look at this linebacking core that they return. This is going to be one of the best defenses we've seen from them in the past decade, which is saying something. Um, and maybe they're just not as good as, as we thought they were going to be. And now the Alabama offense loses. I mean, I'm sorry, but you you lose the wide receiver talent that you have over the past two or three years. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's going to make a difference on your offense. And, and you're putting the, um, you know, this is a well-oiled machine, but you're still putting a, this is a first-year starting quarterback at the helm. So this Alabama team is interesting. Everybody's going to start to to doubt them and as soon as they start to doubt them, they're going to start dominating most everybody. We're going to find out a lot about them 2 weeks from now when they play Ole Miss. Well, and the same thing happened last year about the time they played Ole Miss. There was there was kind of these questions around Alabama and then they turned around and and just took off and never slowed down. And so anyway, anyway, they, I, I I'm I, I'm excited about what the SEC is going to look like, I think we're we have a lot of opportunity. I, I, I'm excited about our trajectory and, and what we have to do. And I think the nice thing for us is we're we're playing a lot of that 
here in the middle part of the season. I think we're moving the right direction. We got guys coming back. Uh, big thing, Kyrus Jackson took his called his first pass this past week. Mm-hmm. Having him back is huge. Um, we had some some, and I don't want to blow this out of proportion, but the reports today show that. Pickens ran some routes today, and I think that's exciting. And the fact that that's even happening is, is exciting. They they wanna... let for the first time in in basically two years or close to two years they let the media in for to practice. I think they got to see a whole ten minutes, <laughs> but they uh, exactly. they got to go in, which uh, was was new. But yeah, I think they basically I think they got him in there just to see George run around. He didn't he wasn't running against any you know there wasn't any opposition to him. He was just running routes and catching balls. But just a great sign to see that. No, oh, yeah. Well, and, and I think one thing too is you have to have some. You have to have some good perspective going into the rest of this season and him in particular because there's, I mean, I think now I, I think he still ha- I think he still has I think we know that, and the, the NFL knows everybody knows that he's a generational talent. The guy's phenomenal and going to do great things. But I don't know if he has enough film on him to be able to take him to a, to a pretty high place. But also too, what level is he going to be at when he comes off this ACL surgery? He's yeah. not going to come off of this be approved to play he has and, to be, get, and be 100%. He has to get some game time this year. If he wants to be a first-rounder, for sure, he's got to have some game time. Because he's not going to go – I mean, I, I'm sorry, but Jalen Waddle has proven himself. I mean, I love Pickens, and he's done. he's made some great plays. But Jalen Waddle is more of a, a, a no-brainer, top 10, coming off an ACL last year. You know, that's that's the kind of player that you have to be. But Jalen Waddle has a lot more tape you know, than, than Pickens does. And so I think somebody's willing to take a chance on a guy like that. And they're different receivers, absolutely. Uh, but, man, Pickens just needs – if he wants to go top first first round this, this coming year – um, he's got to, and, and and this is all saying he's gonna go. I mean, he's 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 gonna go, and uh, there's right. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, but yeah, I'm. Oh man, I, if we can get him back by November at some point would be nice. But you got to think about. I mean, I and we keep on mentioning this, but like we are working, we are doing what we are on offense with basically our entire second string. Burton's the only first stringer that's in there. Uh, Kyrus is still. I mean, he took he got a couple snaps this past weekend, but. Yeah, man, I, it's crazy that we are still we are putting up these points in the past two weeks, especially, and we st- we don't have Pickens back. Kyrus isn't completely back. We still don't have Darnell, which we're him and Tyke apparently are very close to being able to come back. And then we also there's the whole thing about Arik Gilbert, who, you know, we still don't know what the situation is there. He's not with the team. Uh, I, I believe we mentioned that last week, but yeah, man, we still don't have our very top guys, and we are. Seeing the emergence of Bowers, A.D. Mitchell. I say Mitchell is showing up. Dude. Had a hell of a game this week. The preseason reports are coming true on that guy. And I love, I mean, he's a, he's an athlete, man. And that's what I, I love to see that. He's, I don't even know, he's not super tall, is he? I don't think. He's taller, but he's not like, he's not crazy tall. He's like 6'2". Six, six I mean, he's, I don't think he's like freakishly tall, but he's, um, man, he's, you can tell that guy can do pretty much anything they ask. He's similar to Burton. To me, mm-hmm. he's he's a guy that can run everything in the route tree, and I I appreciate that. I mean, we saw him run digs, and 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 uh, he ran into the flats a couple times. He ran out routes. He ran uh, seam routes. I mean, he was all over the place. So very impressed with him uh, coming out of the last game for sure. Well, and, and let's kind of dive into our game and, and look at the look at some of the details there. Uh, hey, real real quick before we start, I just want to. I mean, you know, hey, 
news that came out today. For some reason, they screwed us up on the scheduling. And they screwed us over on the scheduling for the Arkansas game. Found out today that the Arkansas game, two weeks from now, is going to be a noon kickoff. And a big noon Saturday. Yeah, and I, I just <laughs> wanted to go ahead and mention that because I want to think it's BS, and two, I didn't want everybody to have to wait until after we covered South Carolina for the next 30 minutes. But, yeah, man, I, I don't understand it. I mentioned to you beforehand that I think it had a lot to do with them not wanting to give LSU a uh, 11 o'clock kickoff or whatnot. Um, and then also on top of that, I think they're trying to, you know, go up against the, the Fox big noon kickoff thing. So uh, it, it's a bunch of BS, but it is what it is. We got another noon game, two two noon games in a row. Well, and we'll uh, and we'll, we'll we'll see what what comes. Of Honestly, the, and we talked about this a little bit beforehand. The fact that this is. Uh, the fact that this is this is a noon game, but it's at home, that helps me out a little bit. Arkansas is obviously a hungry team. They're undefeated and playing some great ball, and uh, so we're uh, we're gonna. That, that's an interesting game. That being a noon game, but fortunately, that being at home, us not having to travel, that's gonna be big for us going into that game. So it makes it feel like a 2019 South Carolina, and I don't want to feel like that. So You're, that's a that's actually a really good uh, that's a good comparison there. So we're not going to talk about that anymore yeah. until that time comes. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a we've got to to do we got to go do work in Nashville and then we'll be we'll be fine. Yeah, but in the meantime, we handed South Carolina a twenty-seven point loss. Yes. So so yeah, uh, South Carolina can suck it. Uh, we're going to continue <laughs> to beat them. I think with especially with Muschamp on the sideline. You know, I thought that we were going to run up the score fifty plus, and I think we had every opportunity to do so. And in fact, we shot ourselves in the foot a couple times in the second half when we were driving the football, and you know, a couple of couple of turnovers. JT had, you know, JT's pick. So where you were sitting up on on the on the on the south side. So I was his pick was actually looking down the field. It was the exact angle to Bowers. And I was like, when he threw it, when he released it, I was like, that is a gorgeous throw. And it was on a rope. But it just like it's he threw it had to throw it thirty yards to gain to gain fifteen or twenty or whatever it is. I mean he he had to chunk it across his body and I I mean it was not a great greatest decision. It didn't really impact the game, but I mean it wasn't a he terrible put, pick, is what I'm trying to he say. He put, he put. I mean, obviously, you're you're nitpicking at this point. There was just a tad bit too much air on it. Like it was, if you go back and, and kind of, it was just a just enough. But like you're saying, he was throwing across his body. It wasn't a good decision. It didn't have a huge impact on the game. But a lot of people are dissecting that whole deal. But man, overall, I thought offensively gave JT his opportunity to air it out. And he was hitting, hitting those deep balls that Stetson was hitting last week against UAB. I yep. mean, our guys were getting open. A.D. Mitchell, Burton had a phenomenal – both of those guys had a phenomenal game. Uh, Bowers got a few more catches and got to show himself out. And I think we're – I think the good thing about what's happening now and having these guys if – you, if you have to pull a silver lining is we're having guys step up that were not – expected to step up during this time and so i think that's been a huge a huge deal our running backs are stepping up huge cook had a phenomenal game zeus had Dude, zeus had a I, good hey, game. i'm gonna start i'm just gonna start crapping on number four every every week <laughs> it's like he's listening or something he he made me kind of eat my words but i mean I, you know it's funny because we still we didn't do with him this week we did what i think he's meant to do you know he caught he caught more balls out of the backfield you know he only had four r- rushes but he was putting put in very good situational rush and that's what I, I appreciated but he's he caught he ran the ball four times and he caught four for 20 um but yeah man cook had a, number four had a great game i mean 
You're right. Sorry, what were you saying about Zeus? Well, well, Zeus had a good. I mean, really running the ball wasn't not. It was a. It was a. It was a quiet game running the ball. But I thought we. I thought we had decent. We didn't. That was not our primary way of, of attacking the ball. I mean, JT had 303 yards. I mean, he. I think we've really given him some opportunities, to kind of air it out. And I think I'm just finally getting, um, getting, getting up to it. Sometimes when JT throws the ball, it's so interesting. I, I don't know. He, he. It's kind of. It's weird how he looks when he throws the ball. Sometimes. <laughs> he's got it. He's got a. So when he's trying to chunk it deep, he's got a. It. it I'll call it an athletic looking kind of crow hop it's almost like a crow hop yeah well i'll go with that but it's not it is it is a little unusual looking but sometimes it makes it look like he's effortlessly throwing it and so yeah i know exactly what you're talking about he's got a very different windup than a lot of a lot of qb well and, and jt and i mean uh what jt hit burton and ad and stride on those big touchdowns and, and really throws. i felt i felt like i felt like make great decisions for the most besides that pick i mean Really made good decisions for the most part throughout the game, and and you have to try you have to try some stuff out in a game like this, and and give him some opportunities because we are getting into the season. We got to we got to get our receivers some reps catching the ball, and so we had the one sack, and um, I I I feel like we gave him decent protection. We're not we didn't do the the best uh, run blocking that that I thought, but I felt like we were pretty creative, and uh, we weren't we weren't showing too much, but I felt like we were doing enough to spread the ball out, keep South Carolina guessing, but. We were definitely going off the play action, getting those safeties to bite. Everybody was biting on a run and trying to load that box, and we made them. We made them pay for that. So, I, offensively, I felt good. I felt like we were doing the things that we needed to do, and uh, and it felt good about felt good about our game plan going into that. And, and you're right, we could have put up could have put up a ton more points. We we shot ourselves in the foot, and and let's let's just go ahead and address the elephant in the room that we haven't addressed on the third. Offensive drive, where we go and put Stetson. <laughs> I was wondering in a, if you in were a quarterback. Bring it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, go so, ahead. I want to hear what your so, thoughts are. So I was incredibly confused. I don't even think I realized Stetson was in until like the second or second play of the drive. Well, that's um, when he threw the pick. So well, and that's exactly when it took me a second. <laughs> he was chasing down the guy to to to, to, to he see. He ran over. I felt bad. And yeah, he he sure enough did. He was more like a an ankle leech for the, for that. But the, uh, so I, it took me a second to realize that he was in the game and I was, and I couldn't, but like everybody else, I couldn't gather, I couldn't figure out what was going on and why he chose that, why Kirby chose to do that. You go back and listen to Kirby's press conference after the game and he told, and I don't know if he's hedging at this point, but basically he goes into the press conference and says two, uh, I told both the guys they were going to play this game. I think, one of the reasons why is JT is still he's probably ninety five percent. No need to overwork JT in a game like this, in in this situation. And I think that was the game plan of putting him in. That seemed incredibly early. I mean, that just seemed very early in the process. If we're up twenty one to nothing at that point, twenty one to three, I think is what it would have been. I'm feeling a little more. I'm feeling a little better about. Um, feeling a little better about that. Mm-hmm. Feeling a little, a little better about that whole process. Um, so that. That was what I kind of struggled with 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 him, with him putting him in. I, I get the thought process of we cannot put Jake in a situation that he's going to get hurt or or, or or strain something that he needs to. But I feel like that ended up extending because once that happened, it kind of threw us off. We weren't we weren't really clicking. I think up until that point, we were clicking. We were we were moving the ball down the field. Didn't really have many issues. And once that happens, you throw off our whole rhythm. I mean, we're, JT's our guy. We're we're, we're doing we're following that that cadence we're, we're, we're in that mode. It took us a second offensively, I think, to kind of regain some ground and, um, and to get back to where we needed to be. 
And I just feel I don't I don't know what what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I I kind of was trying I, I couldn't remember if it was the drive right after that or the drive second drive after that, but I I, I didn't I, yeah we so we did punt in the in the drive right after we threw the pick. So they scored a field goal and then we punted on our ensuing drive. So at that point it was fourteen to six and you're just thinking okay like. Yeah, we just let them into it. And then the defense stopped them, and then we scored a touchdown uh, on a 90-yard drive on the following uh, following drive. So two drives later, we scored a touchdown and went up 21-6. to So my thought process on that was almost like that was a reward to Stetson. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows JT's the guy. And, and I don't think – I mean, we just had a lot of our fan base. Because, of course, I've, I've seen all the peanut gallery commenting about it, right? And I think a lot of our fan base – and don't, don't get me wrong. I wish he hadn't have done it. I, I, it. And you know what? Nobody would be talking about this if we had driven driven down and scored a touchdown. They would have been like, all right, well, Stetson got a drive, and we went up 21-3, to and no big deal, and, and then JT came back in. And I think that's exactly what would happen. I don't think he would have kept Stetson in for you know an extended period of time. So my thought is – he, he, he kind of was just giving Stetson a drive. I don't think, man, the South Carolina team is just is, – they're down. They're down bad. <laughs> and I think really he just are. thought that, hey, let's get Stetson. Let's give JT a little rest and let's not, you know, over – like you said, let's not overwork him. But I don't know – I don't think – like a lot of people look too far into it. I, nobody – I don't think there's any – bad blood i don't think there's any drama and that's the thing is that I, I i can agree with people saying that that was i agree with you completely that that was just a dumb thing that we put him in on the you know a third third drive or whatever it was third or fourth drive but i i also don't think it really and i'm not saying you think this but i don't really think it means anything long term by any means or it creates any more drama in the, in the do you think he would have done this during the Auburn game. No, yeah, think exactly. He would have done this during a game that mattered. And I mean, obviously, I think, like I said, I don't feel like we are super ahead of the, like we, that was my whole thing. Is I, I get what he was doing there. I just feel like we were a drive too early. If we're up twenty-one to three, I don't, I don't care as much. Yeah, I and, completely and agree that, with that. That was that was my whole thought. I, I get what he was trying to do, and I knew that was going to happen because of the way he was kind of talking about it going into the season or going into the game. But it just it that, that was my thing. It was one drive too early. Give give JT a break. Let him let him rest a little bit but hell i mean the rest of the game he was airing it out the whole time well he so, he, he had was he had a pretty good rhythm going and that's what some people were making a good point like he was slinging the ball i mean he was hitting guys in the numbers and i just that was one thing that i'm like man yeah you can't throw a guy off if he's getting in the, in, in that zone because that was right after he threw the long ball to burton uh or the the, the last drive or the drive before was when he threw to burton so i i yeah i'm sorry what continue your thought there no but I mean, that, that, that's my whole that's my whole thing i, I everybody needs to calm down we were playing south carolina in one of their worst years in the last 20 years i mean like let's just be let's just be be, be real about the whole situation was it the best decision I mean, probably not, but we, but at the same time, he told Stetson and JT that it was, that was going to happen. And I'm not being a Kirby apologist here. I don't like the timing of it, but let's just make sure we put it in a perspective of what game we were actually playing here. We beat them forty, what is it, forty to six, uh, 13, thirteen or whatever, thirteen yeah. whatever it was. And and yes, that was that's too many points. And we gave them some. We gave them these points during this game. Because my more more of my concern is if you take that one, we also had two other turnovers. We talked about JT's other um, his pick, pick, and then Kendall Kendall had the fumble. Yeah, and then Kendall had the fumble, which still shouldn't have been a fumble. And that just and we didn't even talk about this when we were looking at the rest of the SEC. But SEC uh, officiating got probably their biggest uh, black eye in a long time 
this past weekend. I mean, just abysmal across the board. So let's just go ahead and say that it was terrible. They did awful. Um, absolutely. So anyway, uh, I felt like running the ball. I don't think we did anything too, too creative. I think we got the guys out in space, give Ken, uh, Kenny some, some time to get, he caught some catches. Cook had a great game. Um, Zeus, like I said, and Milton was running guys over. Can I, can so, I put a, give you, give you a comment on Zeus's running here? I think he had his best run of the year so far in this game. I, the run against Clemson where he ran over that guy, but I, if you recall, he scored a touchdown in the second – I think it was the second quarter. It was at least in the first half. He scored a touchdown. But the play before that, he got out wide. I mean, he started going off tackle, and he dodged a guy kind of in the backfield, and then he weaved through a few defenders. And you didn't see that a lot. You haven't seen that a lot with Zeus because he's still – I mean, the dude has torn two two ACLs. And, and I thought that that was – to me, that was a move that we had not seen a lot from him and made me feel like he is – as healthy as he's going to be, you know, in this kind of game. But I appreciate it. I pre- like, like I said, I love Zeus. I appreciate the guy that wor- he works. He hasn't shown that I still feel like Kendall's the most talented of the group. You know, talent wise, he is. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. But Zeus, Zeus is the workhorse. But I appreciated that. I mean, I seeing that play live, especially and the way he moved laterally. You hadn't seen that. I think that's going to be a difference maker with him moving forward, especially being our lead back. Well, and I think our vision across all of our backs has improved tremendously. You look at our game so far, and I feel like our guys, if you're if you're looking at it, I love the angles where you're behind you're behind center, and you can kind of see you can kind of see what direction the the, the guys are running and what they're what they're looking at as they're mm-hmm. making their way through their through their gaps. And I, I feel pretty good about most of our guys. I feel like Kendall and Zeus both have have done pretty well and. Uh, and Kenny Mack got involved a lot more this game. Kenny was very present, so I think we're doing a, a better. I think we're starting to starting to see a little more of what our offense is going to look like, and giving JT time to kind of air it out. And, and, and so I, I I was excited about our direction. I was upset about some of our decisions and, and how we handled some of those situations. But this is the game where you start to, to to me this is a game. It's your first SEC East game. You start to show a little bit of what you're planning on doing. Like you're starting to play a little more of what your offense is going to look like. Yeah, because you're still playing SEC East opponent. You have to win this game. Right. And so I felt I felt good about um, I felt good about our direction on the offensive side of the ball. I I completely agree. I I think we're gonna. This is this was still a. I, and and this is where you look at our schedule and you're just like, damn, this actually lined up pretty well. Like we didn't realize what Arkansas was going to be, and I still don't. I mean, Arkansas. I'm not saying the jury's still out on them. Their defense is good. If you watch them against Texas, and I knew that their defense was going to be better than their offense, but that uh, KJ Jefferson guy, I mean, he's he's hit or miss, and he, and he played really well against Texas. But their defense has been stout for for a couple of years now, and I'm you know that's the, that being a noon game upsets me. But when you look at how our schedule played out, you get past Clemson, and we've basically got three games, you know, in a row. To prepare to play Arkansas, and then we got the gauntlet of October. We got to play Arkansas, Auburn, and and Florida, and we found out that Arkansas may be the you know they're probably top half of of the SEC West, you know, and so they're a pretty good opponent. But so we finally got these these types of games. We can hone in some of those skills and see you know things like what we were kind of talking about earlier or alluding to earlier is like. Dude, even Kirby was talking about. It. It's like, yeah, we've we've been prone to the deep ball 
this entire season so far. And it was showed. And he, they threw it against, well, they threw it against Speed three or four times. And, I mean, it was pretty, it was 50% on, <laughs> on those four times. Uh, and Speed, Speed just off the off the line. I went back and watched the, the, the two or so plays that he got beat deep on. And off the line, he just gets beat. And he, and he turns around, he's got his back to the QB, and he gets beat. They're going to throw it over his head every time, or throw a back shoulder. Uh, and then, but they also threw one time on scene. Thankfully, that he found, he actually broke it up. They reviewed it, and he broke it up. Uh, they threw it on, uh, they threw it on, no, it wasn't Keeley. I can't remember who the, oh, they threw it on, uh, man, that, that play on the sideline against Kendrick. So, it's not exactly, you know, it's not an exact science. I, we got boys out there. Are we going to get Tyke back? If we get Tyke back, everything changes in my because speed is a liability, and I just go ahead and say that. But Brainy can play that spot. You know, we can move guys around. Keeley can play that spot. I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like once we get a little bit, <laughs> at least one more body back there, we'll be in a lot better shape. What What were your thoughts on the, on the defensive backfield this weekend? Well, we we saw we finally saw our liability show up. I mean, I, and, I, and, I, and I say that, and we still, our front seven almost made it non-existent. And you look at, actually, and the thing that was most surprising is you look at Kirby during the, the presser, and he didn't get as pissed off as I thought he was going to. I felt like he was going to be a lot more kind of animated about that. And he said, we know they're going to, that people are going to do that to us. He, he was pretty much like, we know we're, we're playing man. We know that's going to happen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that was very interesting in, in, in my opinion on how he, how he was, was approaching that. But I think we finally saw what we were expecting. Mean, we expected to see this against Clemson, I think was, is the big thing. We expected to see this earlier on in the season. Our front seven played so well that it just wasn't apparent. And, 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 and they're still playing incredible. Uh, we, we pretty much negated the run. We, we, kept quarterback contained obviously we our guys are just so fast i mean it's just it's it's unbelievable how fast they are <laughs> well, well Chancy, when you've got guys on the defensive line where you've got Devonte wyatt i mean when they put and trying out this line i get amped but when they have when they move Jalen out to to d end and have and i don't know if they i think you've only seen this a couple times but Jalen, Devonte, jordan and Adam Anderson across the front, holy hell, get out of the way. <laughs> like, you don't have a chance, man. And then behind that, the thing is, when you have a running quarterback, like this is what makes me feel really good about against Florida. You know, we they ran for like 250 yards against Alabama. Okay, we're going we're gonna to scheme. Nah, nah. Yeah, nah, nah. I, the, the scheme for that game is going to be like let's shut down the run. They don't have a damn chance, and they're gonna play. <laughs> I promise you, though, they're gonna play Anthony Richardson against us. I promise oh, yeah. you. That's and exactly uh, what they're saving for. Yeah, I mean, they're almost. They might even just keep him out until he has to. They have to play us. I don't know. I mean, that, that, honestly, I, Dan Mullen, I can see him doing that. Yeah, but well, anyway, uh, I'm gonna get. Uh, I, I got a comment about Mullen. Somebody tweeted something uh, that I want to share with you. I'll, I'll share it with you later. But yeah, so anyway. Basically, our front seven is incredible. I mean, the front the front four is incredible. But then behind that, because when you play a running quarterback or you run a run heavy team, I mean, in this game, Chancy, think about it this way. So, Nicobe Dean, the first two games of the season, you couldn't get his you couldn't get his name out of your mouth fast enough, right? Like he was making every other play. And then this game, it was like, dude, was Nicobe even out there? Like he didn't even have to do anything because everybody on the front four did so much. And then Channing 
freaking Tyndall is playing his ass off, and I I love it, man. I seeing him, he does it, and you know what? He even that was out there on some third downs and some passing downs. I'm I'm man, that guy. The fact that he's stuck around this program, as talented of a guy as he is, it's the pass pro. I mean, not the pass. Well, yeah, that's not the pass pro. The pass defense. That's the only thing that hold has held him back. But man, the guy has been playing like a, I mean, shot out of a cannon. The guy just—he's so fast. His draft stock is uh is is rising at an exponential rate Absolutely. at this point. And really, this whole defense is, and and, and so. Uh, I, I was I, I was pumped to see it. I felt like, and we we got to get some other guys in there in the second half of the game, and and we had those big we had those blown plays, and, and Kirby talked about it. He said this is going to happen. I mean, he, he he pretty much said it. We were we were daring him to do this kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. and they and they and let's just let's just be honest. Van made some phenomenal catches. I mean, that one of those one of those one handed grabs was that Van that made that one handed grab. I couldn't remember who made that one-handed grab, but he would. Yeah, it was ex- him. Just phenomenal, just phenomenal yeah. catching. He, that was the that was the play on the sideline against Kendrick. I I think I believe it was. Well, and, and, and the whole and you can't. I mean, those are going to happen. If, if a guy's going to make that kind of catch, that's just going to happen. The guy put it he put it in the right spot and and, and made a phenomenal play. Well, the one but, thing thing I say about that real quick is, the, thankfully, none of their deep balls were across the middle. They were never. None of them were in the uh, the middle third of the field. So that makes me feel really good about our safeties being in good position. I mean, basically they were just trying to pick on us at a man to man cornerback. So that that makes me feel better about the situation. Well, and, and I I agree. And so I and I, and like I say, I, I don't think we have we have showed all of our cards up to this point as well. And I think we're trying to uh, give our guys some opportunities to stand out. I think we're a lot of those, one those man, those man coverages are, are giving our guys reps in those situations. I think we're mm-hmm. making, we're trying to challenge our guys to be, to be special in those, in those positions, which we need to be. So, um, so anyway, I, I feel, I feel good about, uh, I, I was still, obviously our defense is phenomenal. People are still talking about it and it's living up to the hype every week. And, and that one touchdown definitely shouldn't have happened, but we let it happen. And so, we, I mean, they, they earned it. They earned it the way they did. And, Still three weeks in, no rushing touchdown, and there is no sign of that happening anytime soon. Um, I don't think that Vanderbilt's going to bring the rushing attack. Beaten to death. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's a. And and people are talking. I mean, you you kind of listen to some of the the podcasts out there and the 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 different uh, different beats talking about talking about our. uh, talking about our, our team and they talk about our defense as the most dominant side of the football across the country and it's hard to argue because our guys right now are just playing at such a high level in in such synergy especially in that front seven and you mentioned it earlier with Smith coming back whenever we get him in obviously don't expect him this weekend we're not gonna we're not gonna uh, try to rush him in again I mean he may come in for a play or something but uh, we're still hearing. We still don't know exactly where he's going to be at. I want him to get reps this weekend. I, I do. I do too. He needs. Do to, do he needs but to get not, some some game time before we play Arkansas. Well, I agree, and, and that's possible. But at the same time, Jefferson's not exactly the, the biggest uh, threat that we've got uh, throwing the football. But I agree, we need to have some reps going into him because that could be. I mean, I think I think Clemson Clemson's getting a lot of heat right now. I do think their defense was was a. Pretty incredibly stout defense and, and held us to, to not much and, and, and zero production. But well, they've they've still only held. I mean, yeah, they were playing Georgia Tech, but they still only gave up eight points this past weekend, which is a weird number. I don't exactly know how that worked. Uh, but at the same time, this you look at this Clemson defense, and they've still only held their opponents. I mean, we've scored the most points on them. So I'm right. not. I don't. I don't feel like that team is terrible. If they get D- DJ, you know, in the right direction, it might be different. But I mean, 
I think a lot of people are taking for granted what Trevor Lawrence was there. Uh, uh, and, yeah, the guy was he, pretty good. Yeah, so anyway, um, we're going to find out a lot about this team in two weeks, Chancey, because you talk about KJ, that dude, that dude hasn't had a, he hasn't had somebody in his face and, and up his butt. He hasn't he hadn't been like popped we, yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and there's, and there's a couple, and there's a couple boys that, that, uh, that live in Athens right now that are ready to, um, to let him know, uh, in a pretty, pretty, pretty big way. And I, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I, I think, I think our guys are going to be chomping at the bit to say this game, like we are not worried about <laughs> this offense. Yeah. And, uh, and Pittman's going to have a good, good game plan going into it, but, uh, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I think us being in noon games kind of scary and obvious. And if you wouldn't know, if you didn't know this already, we're actually not playing Arkansas this weekend. We're actually playing Vanderbilt. <laughs> so, uh, which, uh, like I say, as long as we make it to Nashville, we'll be fine. But the, the, the biggest thing is getting our guys prepared as we kind of make it into the real SEC onslaught and, and, and show up. And uh, having that game at home at noon, um, I think our guys are going to be plenty ready for that. So, uh, defensively, I think we're phenomenal. And then, man, um, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to say about the defense, but um, special teams, holy cow, still yeah. just just on point. Just uh, did we punt? The ball? Is, oh, we punted like one time, I think. Yeah, and we got <laughs> we got it, and then and we caught it at the one. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's I, what got us the safety. So that that that's sequence, right. Oh right yeah, there, but we didn't even talk about the safety. We haven't even yeah. talked. I was just saying, I was saving it for this moment. Yeah. That sequence. When was the last time? In Georgia football, besides, I guess you talk about the Rose Bowl, we kicked that, we kicked that field goal. When, when did we have a, such a beautiful end of the first half sequence where we, yeah, it was just like a minute and a half, we punt the ball, pin them down inside the one, attack the quarterback, get a safety, and then, uh, and then get the ball back, and then get in field goal range, and Podlesny kicks a field goal, which yeah. has not been a guarantee this whole time. Well, so Kirby, Kirby mentioned that he mentioned that directly on the post game too. He said, "I was very happy." And in the same words that I said myself, I, I turned to Tyler and I said, "Man, that was this is what we need to get give him confidence." And then he booted right down the middle. I love to see. And, it. and I was and just our our clock management going down, spiking the ball, not using a timeout uh, to to save that timeout to be able to get another play. I mean, little things like that. I mean, that that was it was just a beautiful sequence, and I was I was excited to. I was excited to see that. So that's that's a great point, Chancey, because I I didn't really think about it being like, yeah, the 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 ghost of our past <laughs> in those kind of situations, just like the the ends of of quarters and halves and and really full games. You think back to like Vanderbilt in 2016 or Georgia Tech in 2016. Like, man, there was there's there's been some some things that have haunted us over the years. But yes, that was some very good. Clock management by JT and coach management, uh, coaching you know overall uh, from from the coaching staff. I'm um I'm I'm I, that play when we had the safety, like we got down there we pinned him in and I looked at uh, Tyler our, our our buddy Tyler you know sitting next to him I was like man like wouldn't it be great if we got a safety right here and then I saw Jordan Davis like get in the end zone I said it's a safety. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a more sure two points in my life. <laughs> like if he didn't get that ball off in half a second, like he's he's gonna get tackled some way, shape, or form. I also loved. I also loved. I loved that the ref just like made it super epic. How he 
did the safety. Like, if you go back and watch the replay, he just did, like, slow motion and then just slammed his hands together, and all the guys <laughs> just, just lo- lose their lose their mind. And it, it was awesome. I mean, our, our guys have – our defense has scored – our defense has scored points in every game so far this season – or this – so far this season. And that's just – that's awesome. I mean, that's just that's super exciting. Chancey, did did we think that our? I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves too much. But did we think it was gonna be this good coming in? This, I mean, I don't think our preseason was like, ah, yeah, our defense is gonna be number one in the country for sure. Like, I I think what you're seeing is a a synergy uh, that we mm-hmm. you can't predict. And I really think that our guys are we're just not blowing assignments, especially in the front seven. There are no gaps for anybody to run the ball. And we're allowing that front seven is allowing our guys to in the back in the secondary to get some reps and get some opportunities to to, to, to cover some guys. Our front seven is just out of this world at this moment. I mean, and so it's pretty it it's pretty pretty special right now. And, and so um I well, feel good and, about and, it going in. And something about the front seven is, I mean, I think everybody knew our defensive line was going to be great. Nicobe, I felt like going in the season was going to step up, but we've also seen that we obviously see seen the emergence of uh, of Tyndall, and then, but also Quay is playing very well. So all of our middle linebackers are playing crazy. We haven't even mentioned we've talked about Adam very briefly. Anderson, uh, dude, dude's going to get a sack every game at this point. You, I don't know, did he? Like what was his quote? He wanted to get like twenty sacks. Was his goal? Go ahead, brother. Well, go ahead, hell, get he's well it. on his way. Go ahead, go ahead and get it. But then Nolan Smith was harassing people in this game. So and he had that strip sack it's, that Quay it, uh, it picked up. It is constant. It's yeah. n- unrelenting the entire game. Every play, and it, it, it's just it's just beautiful to see. It's a uh, that I, I'm I'm loving it. So anyway. the. Uh, yeah, we. I. You were asking if I had any other thoughts about the defense. I could talk about the defense till the cows came home, brother. Uh, that's how I feel about it. But the offense, offense also played really well. Very proud of JT doing what he did, putting up numbers. I mean, threw for three hundred in that game. That's the kind of stuff that we need from him because we threw for three hundred, almost ran for for two hundred. We didn't really. I mean, once the second half began, and we really didn't have a, and we scored that last touchdown, we really didn't have a reason to put up a whole lot of offensive production. Of course, like I mentioned, we we kind of shot ourselves in the foot a couple times, a couple turnovers, basically around middle midfield. Um, could have very easily been a, a fifty-four to, to thirteen game, um, but at the same time, all in all, I, there's really not a whole lot of complaints from from my end. I I really just at this point, let's go into Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's so bad, man. I like they lost to East Tennessee State in the first game of the season. That's an FCS opponent. I'm pretty sure they lost. What was this? What was the final score? They lost 23 to three against an FCS team. That is so god awful. It's tough and to the, uh, it's tough to tough to wrap your mind around. How do you? My question is, how do you lose 23 to three to that team, and then you beat Colorado State, who is also a terrible program? They beat them by three points. And then they lost to Stanford, but they still scored 23 points against Stanford. Stanford's not good either. Stanford's probably bottom three or four in the in the Pac-12, which Pac-12 overall for the most part is not very good either. But Stanford's Stanford's not very good. What what do we know about Vanderbilt? Nothing. I know nothing about that. <laughs> I just know they lost to East Tennessee State, and so uh, I feel we just got to show up. That's my. That's my only thing, and I I think it's going to be a good opportunity for our guys to get some reps, get some another good away game, just to go and get that experience under your belt before you have to go to an Auburn or whatever the case is. Have some experience traveling. I mean, the fact that just traveling is going to be the best experience from this game. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just 
we're just we're just incredibly talented uh, compared to them, and so there, there's not a whole lot to look at right now. So that's Listen, that's all I'm really worried about. The only thing it's it's a double edged sword with these kind of games, and I'm, I'm knocking on my brother. I, the way I look at it is, it's like this is a great practice essentially going into a, a big game two week two weeks from now um but at the same time it's like man i these are the kind of games that it, like we just have to stay healthy coming out of it and that's the way i'm going to put it uh but vanderbilt is is not a good team they are not even worth previewing really i guess i'll probably title this the vanderbilt preview but it's not it's really not <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you if you're going to the game, hope you all enjoy it. Oh, I was gonna uh, talk about this real quick. Uh, we were talking about the South Carolina recap. I meant to mention this beforehand, but uh, yeah, how about the 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 paint guys of the student section saying we want Arch on there? Arch oh, Manning yeah. was in town. Uh, uh, what were we talking about? That. You were talking about Cooper Manning was a little animated in the, in the he, in, he, in the stands. Looking looking going back and looking at the replay, Cooper was uh, getting pretty getting pretty pumped. Arch couldn't uh, there wasn't a whole lot going on there, but obviously Arch being uh, Cooper Manning's son and a highly touted quarterback uh, recruit and all that kind of stuff. So um, a lot of recruits in for this game. Atmosphere was phenomenal. Cooper was having a great time, just loving life, and uh, and so it was uh, it was it was pretty. Uh, it, I, I felt it. It was good to even see the Spike Squad being pretty being involved in a little uh, <laughs> in a little bit of the action there, but um, but I, I thought I thought yeah, we had yeah. I thought we had a good I thought we we had, presence wise we had a lot of big time recruits there. It was a fun atmosphere. It was game. it was a good atmosphere. I did I never felt like I mean and and this is a I'm, this is a great thing. I I'm not gonna this is I'm not gonna uh you know say this is negative by any means, but there was. There really wasn't a whole lot of noise. the The, the loudest the stadium got was uh, I'm sure you you noticed this, but the loudest the, the loudest cheer was whenever they brought a little girl who, who came on the field and they announced that she was cancer free. She had beat cancer. I mean that was awesome, man. And 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 like me and Tyler are sitting there, we're new dads, and we're just sitting there thinking about like you know and. I mean, she was probably like ten years old or something like that, and just thinking about that, and I was like, "That was just awesome." But the, the fact that like the whole stadium is cheering, I don't know how the dad dad did not tear up, or not that I saw. And I'm like, probably been tearing, probably been tearing up a lot. I would have been, <laughs> I would have been gushing, man. <laughs> but that was awesome. Everybody, you know, from the the bulldog and and the game gamecock faithful, uh, yeah, everybody was cheering for that moment. Um, but that was, you know, aside from that. I felt like, I never really felt like it got crazy loud. I mean, I know it's never, different there never, because there's never a need to. Yeah, there wasn't too to. much of it. I mean, and and I know Sanford gets a lot of a, a bad rap in a way, like some, especially on on the some of the older guy, older people sitting on the southern end or whatever. They they don't want to stand up or anything like that. And I get it, you know, you've been there, done that, whatever. But um, yeah, whenever we play a big opponent, I mean. Well, that's what sucks about the Arkansas game is I think if it was a night game, we would be sitting there. I mean, that would be a very that would be like the Mississippi State game back in 2017, in my opinion, like an early season game, because that was like the fourth game of the season, or no, maybe second or third. But anyway, it was, yes, it was pretty early. It, it was it was a little earlier, but yeah, I mean, like just amped up, everybody's standing and cheering and going crazy. Uh, we're we're gonna need that at a noon kickoff in a, in a couple of weeks. There's no doubt about it. Well, I think I think people are going to know it's going to be two undefeated teams more than likely, or maybe, and uh, and, and 
but are very possible. And so anyway, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. So it's gonna be a good good weekend. Like I said, get some travel in, and uh, I feel I feel pretty good. We're gonna have a good noon presence. I mean, I I I, I feel like Athens will show up because it'll be another away game after that. And so I, I think we'll have a I think we'll have a lot of a lot of folks come in and show up for at least a noon type game. So yeah. Anyway, we we still have, we still have to acknowledge that we got to play Vanderbilt. So I was about to say we we're we're talking about Arkansas, but you know we still it's not even the game coming up this weekend. Chancey, you got any uh, any big plans for the game this weekend though? Uh, no, I think I'm actually working this weekend and then uh, and getting back in, in time to, to to watch the game and um, hang out with the, with the, with the fam and and hopefully it's going to be done in just an hour or so and then we'll be we'll be good to go. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the way to do it. Well, um, yeah, I'm, I think we'll probably get together with family. The the 3.30 game this weekend is Texas A&M plays Arkansas, so that's obviously we've been talking about Arkansas for half the podcast. Obviously uh, has a lot of effect on what, what the following week is going to be like. So, anyway, uh, maybe Arkansas will put it to them. We'll have two undefeated teams, and we'll be good to go. I, we'll probably get together with uh, some family to watch the game and all that. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, just uh, looking forward to beating some Vanderbilt Commodore butt and Moving on, let's go. Let's get 2-0 in the east. Go dog. Dogs on top. Ooh.